Is it on? Wait, I think it's on. <laughs> Hello, Facebook. I, d I don't want to start early in case other people are getting on. Um, I don't want them to think that they miss anything. I'm watching a clock because time is not my forte, but I am trying to uh, respect everybody else's time. Um, not that we, anybody has anywhere to go, so I don't know why I'm thinking about that, but um, a lot of you guys are homeschooling, so I was thinking about uh, what my life would have been like had I homeschooled, and I remembered that Emily, who is in the room with me now, Emily and Sylvie, everybody hey. say hey. Say hey. hey. <laughs> Max bringing me a water. When Emily was very, yeah, thanks. When Emily was little and she was learning to read, and I thought, oh, I'll help her read. And um, she came to me and she said, uh, she was reading through these pages, and she said, is this Bill or Dill? And I said, it's Bill. And she said, well, I'm going to call it Dill. So that would be, that would be about how my homeschooling would have gone. Is that hard to believe? Anybody who knows Emily knows us. Do you remember that, Emily? <laughs> no. Yeah, so no, I did not homeschool ever. Our children went to school, and actually I told the principal, um, my degree is special education. I am I love teaching. Um, and I told the principal when my kids got up there that I am uh, willing to help anywhere he needed me, and I'm capable of teaching every child in this school except two. That's right. <laughs> but um, so my heart goes out to those of you who um, are embracing the challenge to help the teachers to co-teach. That's what I would say. It's not really homeschooling. I would say you're co-teaching. You are supplementing what the uh, teachers are doing. So, you know, kudos to you. It's amazing. And it's going to be an amazing thing to look back on, I think, because you will definitely have some good stories. There's no way. And every story can be used for his glory. Try to find the humor in it. That's always the solution. Um, so in a minute, I'm going to get started. Like I said, I'm going to give everybody time to log in. It's about 9.01 now, and um, I'll give you a couple of minutes. Um, I don't know what you guys have been doing during the uh, quarantine. Some of you are in places that are already hardcore shelter in place. Some of you are still able to uh, go and do. We are um, working from home. And so that has been fun. We have delegated or allocated workspaces and work hours, sort of trying to adhere by that. But um, for those of you who are who have little ones, I think the experience is very different from those who have teenagers. So over the next few weeks, um, as we uh, you know get spend more time in this, I'd love to hear your questions because we want to help out. We want to be a resource. Want to direct you to resources. So in your comments here, or you can email us if you don't want everybody else to see your question, you can email it to info at fearlessmom.com. We would love to hear. It helps me never feel, a, a lot of times people will say, I'm so sorry I'm bugging you with questions, or I'm sorry to bug you about this. It's never bugging me. It always helps me to hear your questions because it lets me know what moms are asking. So just know that if you have the courage to ask it out loud, or if you have the thought to ask it out loud, then there are many other moms who are thinking the same thing. So your questions always, always, always help. So I want to go ahead and get started because like I said, I want to respect your time. Um, and so I'm going to pray and um, get started. Let's pray together. 
God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the gift of technology. I say that every week, but today I especially thank you for technology. I thank you for the gift of motherhood, for, you know what, God, I thank you for this time that we have, for this time to learn about ourselves, for this time to learn more about our kids, and God, we ask that we um, see more of you in this time. Right now, we ask that you settle our hearts and minds and open our eyes and ears so that we can see and hear what you want us to learn today, to be the moms that you have created and called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I first want to tell you that you guys are doing an amazing job. Every mom I know, and we say this all the time, feels overwhelmed and under-equipped. And I'm just going to multiply that times a bazillion right now if you still have children in your home. I am confident that every mom is feeling in some way overwhelmed and under-equipped. And I want to remind you that you're not alone. And I want to remind you that you're doing better than you think you are. And that you are, you are the right mom for your child. And you may be thinking, but I've never taught before. I don't want to teach. I've never been in a classroom. That's okay. You, you, you will have the skills. You will come out on the other side better, stronger, and so will your children. So I want to ease your mind, and I want to affirm you, and I hope you hear me saying you are exactly the mom that your child needs, and you were created and called for such a time as this. I don't know what God's trying to teach all of us. I am learning every day, but I just want to affirm you, and I hope you hear me saying that, that you are exactly the mom that your child needs. Whether you are crafty Karen or, you know, sit in the corner Sally, you are what your child needs. Um, now, I have my glasses right here, and I can see on my phone that some of you are commenting, but I can't read a word. So, <laughs> I am blind as a bat. And now, I mean, I, I've had glasses since I was seven, and now that I'm 50, I can't see far away, nor can I see um, up close. So, Julia Fortman is commenting on behalf of Fearless Mom, and so she's going to keep up with that while I talk a little bit about perspective and mindfulness and how we parent in a pandemic. Um, and so thank you, Julia. I appreciate that. And you guys chime in. Um, I'll be able to read the comments later with my glasses on. Um, and so being blind um, and putting on makeup, I don't know if you guys can tell. If I got really close, you could. Um, so I have eyelashes that are stuck on, what do you call them? Um, extensions. I've, uh, yes, eyelash extensions. And so I do that because I can't see to put on eye makeup. So one of the tragedies of COVID-19 is that I have less eyelashes every day. I mean, every day. As a matter of fact, I thought maybe I should count, start a countdown for my eyelashes as we get closer. You know, I'll, I'll look in the sink, another one bites the dust. Uh, I mean, I wake up in the morning on my pillowcase, another one bites the dust. Sorry, I got distracted by my glasses and my eyelash story. But um, because of that, I have to use a close-up mirror and a faraway mirror to put my makeup on. I prefer not to wear any makeup at all. Another COVID-19 tragedy. I had to bring my makeup home from the church. Typically, I only wear makeup on Sundays and Wednesdays. But I had to bring my makeup home. It's just been a lot of change in our house. Um, but my Zoom out perspective, my zoom in. When I put on my makeup, I have to zoom in and zoom out, zoom in and zoom out. That's a lot about parenting. We have to zoom in sometimes, and right now we're all zoomed in. What's happening right now? How am I supposed to do this right now? 
but I want to encourage you to take a minute today and zoom out. Zoom out and look at the big picture because what we're talking about is perspective. And when we change our perspective, we can change the way we feel about everything because when you change how you look at it, you'll change how you feel about it. And when you change how you look at it, you change how you deal with it. So how do we deal with COVID-19? How do we deal with parenting in a pandemic? I wanna encourage you to change the way you look at it. Back up, zoom out. Those of you who have kiddos at home, you're thinking, oh my gosh, what if it is the entire end of the school year? Well, let's look at that. What if it is? Um, let's look at that scenario. So let's say, let's get, I'm an average, let, that's 45 days. So in a zoomed out perspective, I did a little math, 45 out of 13 years of school, if your child um, is required to be educated 180 days a year, so that is 45, the rest of the year in school days, 45 out of 2,340 days of school, that's less than 2% of your child's education. And so if you're panicking, my child's gonna get behind, less than 2% of your child's education is the entire rest of the school year. Okay, what about our 2020 perspective? It's not about the next 20 minutes, it's about the next 20 years. Well, let's look at 45 days out of 7,300 days of your child's life. That is barely, just over half a percent of your child's life, just 20 years of your child's life. So when we zoom out and we see the bigger perspective, I'm not as worried about this homework assignment, actually not even this grade level or this stage of my child's life. I can zoom out and go, you know what? I'm gonna take a deep breath because I'm gonna change my perspective. I'm gonna look at it from another direction. And I'm gonna say, hmm, if I back up and I go, this is really just such a small window, gosh, I've gotta be intentional about it. That's what we do in Fearless Mom. We don't wanna to add to your to-do list. We wanna help you be intentional in what you're already doing. You're stuck at home, you are quarantined. Now, instead of panicking, instead of worrying, instead of dreading it, back up, zoom out and go, okay, how do I wanna feel on the other side of this? When they say, back to business as usual, how do I wanna feel about it? How do I want my family to feel about it? How do I want my kid who's two right now in 10 years when we talk about that time we were quarantined? How do I wanna feel when I'm talking to my child? How do I wanna, how, how do I want them to feel about it? So that zoomed out perspective, we can see more about um, how we want everybody to feel instead of what we're doing right this minute. Um, because you may not be able to change the situation. And we all know we can't change the circumstance, but we certainly have the power to change how we look at it and change how we feel about it and change how we deal with it. And sometimes you must literally get up and change your perspective. Something physical, stand up, go to another room, stand up, go outside, whatever it is, get that zoomed out perspective. Um, now, when I say zoom out, I don't mean to ignore how you're feeling about it. It is okay, it is healthy to say, I'm confused, I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed, I'm afraid, whatever it is. You see that feeling, catch it, see it, name it, own it, and strap it in. So we catch the feeling, then you see it, name it, own it. I feel, not I am, I am afraid, that's different, that's a being verb, we're gonna talk about how we feel. I feel afraid. I'm gonna own it, I see that fear, 
I name that fear, I own it, that's how I feel, but I'm gonna strap it in the back seat. It's not gonna drive my decisions, nor am I gonna put it in the trunk and act like it isn't there. It's in the back seat where it belongs. And I'm gonna say I'm afraid now, but I won't be afraid forever. Um, so when we choose that zoomed out perspective, and I'm gonna put the um, video from uh, the Fearless Mom Conference up because I talk a lot about the 2020 perspective and how someone who has a zoomed out perspective chooses grit over quit. Someone who has a zoomed out perspective finds calm in the chaos. But today I'm going to talk about someone who has a 2020 zoomed out perspective sees opportunity in the obstacle. And that is a straight up steal from Mac Richard. But someone who has a zoomed out perspective sees opportunity in the obstacle. We can't remove the storm, but we can become, we can, we're, we're trying to get the circumstance out. I can't get the circumstance to change, but I can change how I feel about it. I can be calm in the midst of the storm and I can change my perspective and actually change what I'm thinking about it. So. I'm gonna ask these questions. Someone who sees opportunity in the obstacle says, what am I grateful for in this situation? What am I grateful for in the quarantine? What am I doing now that I wouldn't be doing if we weren't quarantined? What are some good things that are experienced now that I wouldn't be experiencing if we weren't quarantined? Another one, how can I help? How can I help others? Serving others. How can I help in my neighborhood? How can I help in my church? How can I help in my community? Someone who has that zoomed out perspective says, how can I help? Someone who has the zoomed out perspective says, what am I learning? What am I learning about myself? What am I learning? Golly, you guys have this time with your children. And you think, what am I learning about my children? The opportunity to teach your children, you get to see how they learn. You get to experience you know, hours with them that you wouldn't have otherwise. What am I learning about myself, about my children? What am I learning about God in this time? Open my eyes, God. Show me something new about you. And then how am I growing? Because when I think about the zoomed out perspective, on the other side of the quarantine, I want to be better, stronger. I want to be closer to God. I want to be better at, uh, think about your children. This is a great question to have with your children, a great dinner table conversation. How do we want to be on the other side of this? Okay, do you want to be stronger? Are you working out every day? Do you want to be um, better? Do you want to know all your timetables by the time you get out? Do you want to have um, a piece of art done by then? Do, what do you want to build during this time? Look at how we can feel on the other side of it. See you on the other side. Is that a song? See you on the other side? I think it's a song or something. Okay, so parenting in a pandemic. We've talked about your perspective and how it affects how you um, live in a pandemic and how it's going to affect how you parent in a pandemic. But let's talk about that specifically. Parenting in a pandemic. I'm going to give you four things. Um, process in private. Number one process in private. Practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is a great way to start your day. Mindfulness simply means I'm going to take a minute, I'm going to take five minutes, I'm going to take 10 minutes, and I'm going to be fully aware 
of the present. I'm just gonna take a minute and deep breathing, fully aware of the present. It's a great way to start your day, a great way for your kids to start their day, and it is a reset every morning. We encourage families to do a mindful minute or a mindful meander. A mindful meander is just taking a walk and thinking about all five senses. What do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? What do I taste? You can, you know, if you're chewing gum, if you're taking water with you, you wanna do all five senses. What do I feel? Is it cold outside? Is it humid outside? It's just teaching kids to be fully aware of the present. So a mindful minute, a mindful meander, a mindful meal is a, something fun to do. You can sit around the table and you have a new food or a food, um, you can blindfold everyone. If you want to blindfold one person, go, okay, here's the food. Now, I want you to think about what it smells, what it feels like, what it tastes like, all of those things. These are just exercises in being fully present and fully aware of the present, fully aware of your feelings, fully aware of sensations. Practice mindfulness. Now, if you're a mom, process in private, I would encourage you that mindful minute to make five minutes in the morning and maybe make time for yourself for a mindful meander or just sitting outside. And again, not adding anything to your to-do list. If you already have a cup of coffee in the morning, Try to have it outside, being close to nature. Incorporate your cup of coffee with mindfulness, with time in nature. You can do a mindful, um, you know, two minutes outside. Guys, I'm gonna take two minutes and just sit outside for a minute. If you incorporate nature, that settles your heart and mind even faster. But process in private, if you get that mindfulness, you're now gonna have the self-control to keep those emotions and feelings to yourself. You'll have, take a moment, to process it yourself so that you're not over, what do we say? You're a fountain and you, your children are drinking your overflow. If you're constantly watching the news and you haven't thought in your mindful minute, okay, this is how I feel, I see it, I name it, I own it, I strap it in, now I'm ready to go parent. If it's bubbling over, your children will feel that too. So process in private, practice that mindfulness, control what you can and make peace with what you can't. Control what you can, make peace with what you can't. Um, there are so many things we can control. What a good exercise as a family to draw a circle and say things we can control, how we spend our time, how we spend our money, all those things, um, what we watch, what we read, what we listen to, and then outside the circle, what can we not control? We can't control um, you know, what's going on right now. We can't control being at home all the time right now. Um, but when we acknowledge, hey, but actually I see that I can control a lot and controlling that is gonna help me make peace with what I can't control. Um, another thing to do, I mentioned it earlier, get outside as much as you can. Nature is huge. Um, if you are already exercising, exercise outside. If you're already drinking your coffee, drink it outside. If you're already eating dinner, eat dinner outside. Um, whatever you can do outside. And then I wanna remind you too, another fear fighter that we talk about all the time is creativity. Creativity is huge. 
coloring, um, singing, writing a poem, painting a painting. This is good for you and for your children, but especially for you, mom. Don't forget that you need to be creative too. And doing something with your hands brings you back. It's almost a grounding experience. So it is creative, but it's also bringing you back to what is real. A lot of times when we feel out of control, it's all back here in the amygdala. What I think, what I feel, gotta bring it forward. What I know that is real and doing something with my hands that is doing something that I know is real and I can hang on to it. So do something with your hands, breathing, praying, and journaling. I'm going to encourage you to do all three, breathing, praying, and journaling. That slow breath, the eight count breathing, praying, man, I'm not in control, but I know God is. It's just a constant reminder. And I want to remind you that it's our responsibility as moms to be informed. But if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, if you see it, name it, own it, and do something about it. And so I'm overwhelmed. I was watching every press conference. I was trying to get all the information that I could. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, news is gonna break and I'm gonna miss it. And then I was thinking, golly, I, I can't handle all that news. So I stopped and I check in on Instagram with smarthernews, smarthernews.com. You can go to their website and I get it. I just read the bullet points. I'm informed, but I'm not overwhelmed. Know yourself. When you own it, you then make the choices to say, you know what, I can't control everything, but I can control how much I listen to and how much of the news I listen to. And golly gee, I, I can't stand the ones where people are just yelling at each other. That's the opposite of helpful. Process in private. So be aware of your feelings. Um, and watch how you talk about authorities to your children. Um, one of our big principles in Fearless Mom is teaching our children to respect authority. And um, when we're dogging every authority or when we're sarcastic about authorities, that is not helpful. And especially you guys who are getting school assignments right now, you may want to say, this is so dumb. Who thought of this craft or this activity? This, I can't. Be careful how you're talking about their teachers and their principals and all of their leaders at the school because, man, our educators are working overtime. So is it hard for the moms? Yes. I can't imagine what it's like for the teachers to all of a sudden be thrown into um, a world of technology and equipping uh, you know, kids to learn at home and equipping parents. So process in private. Um, number two, cultivate connection. Cultivate connection. No matter um, who's in your home right now, no matter with whom you're quarantined, cultivate connection with those people and use video chat. Do what you need to do to cultivate connection with other people as well. My sisters and my mom and I um, have had Zoom calls and um, we have had a blast connecting in that way. And I thought, gosh, I can't believe we've never done this before. But this quarantine gave us the opportunity to connect. And I guarantee you that habit that we're starting now, we will continue after the quarantine. I can see it on the other side. This is something good that I think we will continue. If you have ideas about how to connect, if there's something that's worked for you, we would love to know and share that with other moms. But that video chat has been huge for us and um, we're actually having one, uh, having a video tea party with the, our church staff girls and um, the kids uh, this week. So there are all kinds of ways to connect. 
cultivate connection. And as you're cultivating connection with your kiddos at home, I want to encourage you to um, grow their emotional vocabulary in this time. We talk a lot about emotional vocabulary. Help them develop their own emotional vocabulary. So as you're connecting, as you're having conversations, you're talking about your own feelings and, you know, golly, man, I'm, I'm so frustrated that I can't leave. I'm, I'm articulating it, but then I'm talking about, you know what, I'm frustrated. I'm owning it but then I talk about what's good about it. So you're modeling emotional vocabulary and you're equipping them with emotional vocabulary. Um, raisingboysandgirls.com is a great resource and Raising Boys and Girls on Instagram, a great resource. They talk a lot, they have their own feelings chart. You can find a feelings chart from them. You can get one on um, Pinterest. There are tons of them to equip your kids. This is a great time with a lot of feelings going on. And so let's take advantage of that and equip our kids with those, um, you know, those vocabulary, emotional vocabulary words. Um, I would encourage you also, as you cultivate connection, to have journals. Um, when my kids were younger, I had journals and Emily would write how her day was and then I would write back to her um, the next day. And so that may be something you wanna go back and forth with. Write notes. If they're too little, you can draw pictures in a journal um, going back and forth. And remember, and again, we'll put some of these resources. We've done series on emotions and series on the growth mindset. And when those come together, we say, feeling sad isn't fun, I know, but feeling sad can help me grow. Feeling disappointed isn't fun, I know, but feeling disappointed, disappointed can help me grow. And man, there is some disappointment out there. If you have, we're, we talk a lot about the homeschooling, we're laughing and making jokes about it. And, um, but if, if your kid is a senior, then that's some disappointment. Or if your kid is an athlete, they may be feeling disappointed that they lost their spring season of whatever sport they're playing. And so we acknowledge that disappointment. Catch it, see it, name it, own it. I'm disappointed. It's okay to feel that way. But you know what? I'm disappointed now, but I won't be disappointed forever. I'm gonna strap it in and I'm gonna control what I can. And so cultivate that connection. And this is a great opportunity for emotional growth um, because we are all feeling lots of feelings and it may be coming out as anger. And I wanna remind you of the anger iceberg. We're gonna post that too, because if you are getting frustrated, particularly if you're trying to um, do long division with a child, or maybe you're trying to get a, teenager to complete his or her assignments and you're feeling a lot of frustration there, um, odds are there's something lying underneath the frustration. And so as you cultivate that connection, you're going to be able to find what is underneath your anger and what is underneath theirs. Um, own it and do what you can. So number three is answer what's asked. So we say process in private, cultivate connection, and answer what is asked. We've had questions about how do I talk um, to my child about the virus? How do I do it without scaring them? Um, I would tell you, only answer their questions. It's possible that your child is not as aware of time as you are and still thinks it's spring break. <laughs> and then it's possible that your child, if they say, why are we at home? That doesn't mean they're automatically scared. 
they just may be wondering like, hey, why are we at home? And so you answer, you know what? There are a lot of germs out there that we're not sure about and the doctors are learning about them. And so it's our responsibility to stay in and to keep our germs in our house and to stay away from other germs. That's it. And then as they get older, you answer it honestly, but clearly, succinctly and age appropriately. Know your child. Now, as they're older, don't act like nothing's going on. It's pretty obvious that something's going on. Answer honestly, clearly, succinctly, and um, age appropriately. Do not put your feelings on them. If you're afraid, don't assume they're afraid. You can create the opportunity. If you've cultivated the connection and you're being intentional, you give them the opportunity. But do not say to them, my guess is you're afraid. You may be having an anxiety attack. Let's not feed them that. We respond to them. We're going to follow their lead. And so we give them the opportunity. And as you express, you know what? I've been frustrated. I was a little sad today that I couldn't see my neighbor. Or I'm, I'm feeling a little um, nervous. I'm feeling a little... You can model and give them the opportunity to share. Um... Another thing that a lot of families are dealing with is that your neighbors may not be adhering to the same social distancing rules. And that's okay, that's okay. These are our family rules. Stay strong, mom. Uh, people say, uh, I've been asked this too, what's the, if you had to teach your kids one thing, what would be the one thing? And here it is, ready? I'm strong enough to be the only one. I'm, we're strong enough to be the only family doing it this way and that's okay. I'm not gonna, talk bad about that other family, I'm going to say, oh, that's how they're doing it. Well, this is how we're doing it. I'm not going to make it a bigger deal than it is. Um, but I'm strong enough to be the only one, and our family's going to do it this way. And it, uh, we aren't going to talk about it anymore. There's no need to. And then don't over-promise. I think sometimes we don't want our kids to be scared, so we may say things like, if they ask us, Mom, are you ever going to get the virus? I can't say for sure. No, I'm not. So what I would say is, you know what? I know this. I don't think I am because we're being very safe. But if I do, I know that God is still God and that um, our family will be okay. God will always take care of us. I didn't say God will heal us automatically or God will not let us get sick. I said, even if I do get sick, I know that God is going to um, still be God and that life's not always fair, but God is always good. Um, but we want to validate um, the, our kids' feelings when they do mention them. It's not okay to tell them, you know, well, don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's okay for them to be afraid. But you know what? I see that fear, and I want you to see it, name it, own it, and then strap it in where it belongs. I don't um, want to teach my kids to avoid sadness or to avoid disappointment or to avoid hurt. I wanna teach my kids to handle it. I want them to learn to handle sadness, handle disappointment, handle hurt. That's our job, to equip them. Okay, so what have we done? We've done, let's see, process in private, cultivate connection, answer what's asked, and last, guys, foster the fun. 
you have got to foster some fun. And some of you are thinking, well, I'm not fun. Well, then you find somebody who is and you ask them for some ideas because this is a great opportunity. I say this all the time. It is not about being the fun house. It's about creating a culture of safety and ease and we enjoy each other. And how do I do that? By laughing board games, any kind of game, water guns, whatever you need to do, create some fun. It may be, you know what, I saw an excellent idea. A family had, they were having theme nights for their dinners, not every night. Um, don't feel like you have to do it every night, but they had a theme night. Everybody dressed up like they had, it was like a fancy Italian restaurant and one of the kids made a menu and another mom and dad put on like coat and tie and a fancy dress and they had dinner. It was amazing. There are fun ideas. If you do that, I'm begging you to tag us in a picture so that we can share your ideas. We learn from each other. We don't compare. You do you, I'll do me, and we'll cheer each other on along the way. But we can learn from each other and we can do it our way. So themed meals. Um, you could have a backwards day, just like they do at school. Today is backwards day. And so we're going to um, dress backwards today and then we are going to um, eat our dessert first. That feels crazy to some kids. So backwards day. Um, hey, mark your calendar. April 1st, we'll all be home. Do not forget April Fool's Day. That could be a super fun day. I hope that you follow Laura Bodine because she does April Fool's Day like nobody's business. And so we will get her ideas and share them. And then funny movies, funny TV shows. In a time of stress, don't underestimate the power of laughter. We did that at the conference. Raise that serotonin, lower that cortisol. You do it, do what you need to do. There are scientifically proven ways to raise your serotonin. Being outside, exercise, and then watching funny movies, laughter, you can do it. And then um, I wanna to talk to those a little bit who are homeschooling, who are trying to do school at home. A few tips before we end. Give yourself and your kids some grace, some space, and some time. You don't have to get all the homework done in the first day. If you need a couple of days to get a routine for your family, give yourself some time. Give yourself and your children some grace. This is new for everyone. And give them some space. You know what? This is going to be your work area. This is going to be your school right now. If you need to make a sign, school, and put it on the door of whatever space or over the desk. If you don't have a desk, if you have the kitchen table, this is now school from 10 to 2. And um, you have a delegated, a designated space for that. Let kids participate in the planning. So, okay guys, where do you think your desk should be? Where do you think your work, the best workspace should be, okay? So how can we make it feel like school in here? Oh, well in our classroom we have, um, uh, you know, an apple on the wall. Okay, well let's put an apple on the desk. What can we do to make it feel like school? Let them participate in that. Um, and then if they have, I was trying to think of some of the things that we did with our kids um, and we, the kids did on their own. If they have six things to do, we would number one through six, and then they'd roll a dice. They'd roll the die and go, okay, number two. Okay, we'll do number two first. Make anything that can add a little bit of fun and let them choose 
what is next. So rolling the die, that allows them a little bit of control in a situation that feels very out of control. If you don't have a die, you can you know draw slips of paper or I've seen people write it on popsicle sticks and draw those out. Um, but share the responsibility for daily planning as much as you can. Um, and then when it comes to schoolwork, particularly with older kiddos, um, but I think with younger ones too, um, we and with adults, we need a work routine, we need work space, and we need work clothes on. So I know for us at home, we're trying to wake up as if we are going to work. So we have a work routine, we have set hours, and then workspace. This is our space for our work. We said these, these areas are not workspaces, but this is. And then work clothes. It's really huge if you go ahead and put your shoes on. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but if you will get dressed and put your shoes on. Um, so I wanna close now. I know that I just hit y'all like a fire hose. I've been writing these notes all day and we're gonna do so much more and I love the interaction. I can see you guys commenting and I, I can't wait to read the comments, but I wanna end with this. When life is uncertain, which it is right now, cling to what you know is true. When life is uncertain, cling to what you know to be true. That's good for your kids and that's good for you. My cling to verse and how I wanna feel on the other side, Joshua 1, 9, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You may be isolated in your home, you are not alone. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You may feel overwhelmed with the responsibility of teaching your children. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If you read in the rest of Joshua 1, God says this to Joshua after he's been given a huge responsibility. Moses had just died and he said, okay, Moses is no longer in charge of my people. Joshua, you are now in charge. And he says, I've chosen you to lead. You will lead my people. Don't be afraid, be strong and courageous. And I'm, I'm imagining that there are moms right now feeling I'm not trained for this. I'm not equipped for that. My guess is Joshua felt the same way. And God said, be strong and courageous. I am with you wherever you go. You've been chosen for such a time as this. Your children were given to you on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. This quarantine is no surprise to God. And he's saying, I put you there. I gave you those kids. I will give you what you need. If you feel overwhelmed, you're not alone, but God will give you what you need. That's my cling to. On the other side, I want to look back and go, you know what? I'm better, I'm stronger, and I'm closer to God than I was before this all started. And so I'm working on my quiet time every day, praying with God, mindfulness, and reading scripture. So what is your cling to? That's my challenge to you. Get you a cling to. You know it rhymes, so I'm probably going to post that. Get you a cling to. Here are some cling to verses. Some suggestions, 2 Timothy 1, 7, Romans 8, 28, Psalm 23, Isaiah 40, 31. You know what? This is a lot of verses. We're going to post them. I'm not going to read all these. It's just a lot of, we're going to post them. It's easier. You find you a cling to. If you already have a cling to, share it with us. Maybe somebody else needs that cling to. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. 
for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We are with you. We are for you. I can't wait to meet up again. We'll definitely do this next Wednesday, probably. I may do it before. I'm super into um, uh, learning technology these days. Emily and Sylvia are <laughs> laughing at me. And this is just so, I mean, I have sweatpants on, man. I may never speak on a stage again. This is amazing. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you, God. Well, you know what? I thank you for the quarantine that I get to do fearless mom wearing sweatpants. And I know that there are some moms who can think of something to be thankful for too. And I ask you to bring that to their to the front of their minds right now so that they can choose gratitude in this situation. And right now, God, I ask that you hover over every family represented by listeners and fearless moms, that, that you make your presence known, that you make it so apparent that you are with them and you are for them. God, we trust that you are big and that you are with us in this and you will get us through this. And we are grateful. And remind us to have that 2020 perspective and to see the other side. We are grateful that you are present, God. We are grateful that you ultimately are the healer. And we ask that you heal those people who are sick right now, God. We ask that you give the doctors, the nurses, and all the scientists wisdom as they look for a cure. We ask that you give our leaders wisdom and God, we are just so grateful that we can lean in and know that we don't know what's going on, but you do. Thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll see you soon, guys. Emily, I don't know how to turn this off. Sorry, guys. I mean, you're just going to have to look at me until Emily comes over and turns it off. Bye.